Happy Monday. Today is September 24th, and I am Melissa, the founder of A Yogi Kitchen. Welcome. It is so nice to have you here at our virtual table. Pull up a chair, take a little time to get cozy with us, have a cup of tea, and connect. This is where we connect mind, body, spirit. It's where we're connecting with each other, with discussion, um, with new ideas. We are learning new tips and tools and skills to mindfully manage our mental health. And just by being present and being honest and being true to what is, we fight the stigma of mental health. So this is um, Monday morning and I am in Chicago, Illinois still. So if you've listened to any of the past podcasts or just been in the community, you know that I was supposed to leave Chicago for New York like two weeks ago. And um, I'm in an extremely privileged position in my life where my schedule is somewhat flexible. Um, about a year ago now, I decided I really wanted to work more online. I really wanted to um, have where I am in the country not so important. So I still teach workshops and I still teach people one-on-one -on -one and I still cook for people, but I needed um, to be able to be mobile. So a lot of what I do, um, you know, if I have to be change my schedule for two weeks, I can do that. And my love is now retired. So um, our, our timetable is very different than it used to be. We have a lot more space and, and um, just generosity around time. So we started this, this journey because uh, I had an opportunity to have a much needed dental appointment, which was going to need a follow up in a week. So we decided, all right, well, we'll stay a week. And then um, I actually postponed that second dental appointment for two days. I wasn't feeling 100 percent and postponed it and then found out that my aunt, my dad's sister, who is his um, my dad just died. And now she is very, very sick. And she's in the hospital and she is dying. So it all got kind of pushed back quite a bit. And then um, on Friday, no, on Thursday, we're running errands. We're getting ready to leave on Friday. And my love looks down and he sees a screw in the tire. And, um, you know, I, I, my immediate reaction was, well, thank God you saw it now and not like when we're on the road. We're on Highway 80 in Ohio. Um, so we go to the mechanic to get it taken care of. And it's not a standard size tire. And so it's not in stock and they have to order it. And it's going to take three to five days. And to, to our, I, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, we, we, we handled it really beautifully. We looked at each other and we said, all right, well, this is what's supposed to happen, obviously. For some reason, we are not supposed to be leaving right now. And whether it's because, you know, I'm supposed to be here for family or he's supposed to be here for family or whatever it is, um, we're supposed to be here. Maybe we're not supposed to be on I-80 on Friday in Ohio. Um, you know, whatever it was, this is the way it was supposed to work out. So we just let it go. We said, all right, and we're not going to stomp our feet and yell at the universe that we're not getting our way. We're just going to let it be okay. And then I got this unexpected gift is I got the opportunity to go to my high school reunion. So I went to uh, Francis Parker here in Chicago, which is a K through 12 school. 
and they handle reunions very much like a lot of colleges do, at least small colleges do. So on Friday, there was an all alumni cocktail party, which is lovely because you get to meet people you've never met before. You know, I was a class of 87, so sometimes, you know, I meet people from the class of like 64 or um, the class of 2003, people I had no opportunity to know while I was in school. And sometimes I see people I haven't seen in 30 years. Sometimes I see people that, you know, I just saw last year. Um, and it's just a really lovely time. It's in the courtyard and there's twinkle lights and there's pastor d'oeuvres and there's wine. And it's just a really fun time to see people and connect. And it feels rejuvenating. It feels renewing. It helps you remember. It helps me remember, you know, where I came from and who I've been and, and sort of have a little mindfulness around my journey to where I am today. And then I was with the class of 88 a lot. And that class, for some reason, I forgot how intertwined my childhood was with theirs. Um, there were people in that class, quite a few of them, that like I rode the school bus with all through elementary school. Um, there are quite a few people in those, cl those classes that, uh, because of the way Parker structures, or at least when I was there, structured classes, you could, you know, first years and sophomores often had classes together, not quite as often as juniors and seniors had classes together. So I would have classes with these people. And for some reason, I just kind of forgot until I was there at the all alumni cocktail party and said, oh yeah, like I know you people really well. And they invited my friends and I, uh, I was with two other friends, one from the class of 87 and one from the class of 86. And they invited us to come crash their, their dinner the next night. So on Saturday, we all went out and saw more of them and got to hang out more. And it was really, really lovely. And it was just this gift that, um, you know, because we didn't force the issue, we didn't call all over the city to find our tire. We didn't pay, you know, five times more than we needed to because we wanted the tire at that minute. We just let it be okay. And then I got this wonderful, beautiful gift from um, being here this weekend. So we had a really lovely weekend. And in Chicago, we've had some really, September is like my favorite. I, 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 I'm always like, is September my favorite? Is October my favorite? Fall is my favorite time of year. So we've had some of that really beautiful crisp weather. Um, the skies have been big, blue, blue, blue skies. And I got to be in the city a little bit more, um, you know, just being in it. I was out walking around Friday night and Saturday night and instead of, you know, being at home doing work or just running to Starbucks to do work, I was out and about and it was really, really nice. So that was just a, a great gift from the weekend. One of the things that popped up this weekend, and I thought this is perfect. So last week I recorded Intentional Sunday podcast and I didn't publish. I forgot to publish. And I thought, okay, we'll do it next week. And then yesterday it was Sunday and we, um, the tire was supposed to take three to five days to come in and it actually came in at two, in two days. So we went out to get the tire fixed and that took a couple hours. So we, we sat at a Starbucks and did some work. Um, and just relaxed a little bit. And then we had just this very relaxing Sunday. And it was really, really nice that I took basically three days off this week. And that's really unusual for me. And my intention in the future is to schedule some days off. Um, so I have to get into that habit and look at what's coming up for the next like seven days and, and where are my breaks going to be? Is it going to be a half day here, a half day there? I'm going to take full days off or how am I going to do that? And so this really does this does coincide with with mindfulness because last week the podcast for on mindfulness was about our schedules and looking at the schedule and 
after having some conversations this week, I realized that that is really sort of advanced concept around mindfulness. Um, And as I talked to people this weekend, I realized a lot of people really don't understand what mindfulness is. Either they think it's meditation, which meditation is a mindful practice, absolutely. But they think, and they have a whole bunch of ideas about meditation. Oh, you know, I can't sit still that long. Oh, my brain is too busy for meditation. I can't do that. And they have a lot of can'ts around meditation. And I was really, really surprised about that. Um, And then the other thing is, so, so let me just address that first, is mindfulness can really be absolutely anything you want it to be. Um, it can be washing the dishes. It can be anything at all. And a meditation practice, um, is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It has changed my life. It is, um, the thing I I don't know exactly. It, it terrifies people. Um, people feel like they're failing at it. And I've had so many people over my life time of, of being a yogi say to me, you know, I, I can't do it. And they feel like failures meditating. And so here's what I say in class all the time is every single person who has meditation practice has their mind wander at times. Even the Dalai Lama, his mind wanders in meditation. It is normal. It happens. And the point of meditation is not to stop your mind from wandering, but to observe your mind. So when your mind wanders, you say to yourself, oh, without judgment and with loving kindness and compassion, oh, my mind is wandering. And you notice that. And then you manage it in whichever way works for you. So there's lots of concepts about this. Um, You know, when my mind wanders or when I'm teaching in class, I tell people, when you start thinking about what you're having for dinner or which grocery store you're going to go to after your yoga class, or, you know, do you have clean clothes for tomorrow? When that, those thoughts start to pop into your head during meditation, just go back to the breath. And if you can follow the breath in through the nose and out through the nose and notice how it feels in your body and notice the depth of your breath and notice the sound of your breath, then you are back in the present moment and you are in that mindful place. So that's one way to do it. Um, A lot of um, Buddhists talk about watching your thoughts like you watch clouds float by in the sky and just observing them. Don't get engaged in them. Just observe them. And by all means, do not beat yourself up. And I've had people tell me like, oh, I can be really empty for like a few moments. And then I start thinking about things. So I have to start again. And they're missing the point entirely. It's not about starting again. It's not about being completely empty. It's about watching your mind, being present in this moment with who you are. And there are times when you get wherever you are on the mat or you get, you know, sitting for meditation and it's really difficult. It's really hard to keep going back to the breath. But the point is you do it again and again and again as many times as you need to and don't get frustrated and that's another thing to watch you know not just watching the thoughts but watching your emotions what happens when your mind wanders is it frustrating is it can you be loving and kind towards yourself can you cut yourself some slack and just say oh well look at that I'm having difficulty today and let it be okay that you're having difficulty and that practice by itself just doing that increases your mindfulness. Just doing that is going to increase the amount of time that you're able to sit in meditation 
and either let it be okay that your mind is wandering or your mind is busy, or it increases the amount of time that you can be a little more empty, that you can be just a little more still. So that is sort of like, I don't know what to call it. Meditation 101 um, is just being, just sit, just sit quietly. And even if your mind wanders, that's completely okay. So the next idea that people have about meditation is they need to be still and it's just not true. And if sitting in meditation is frustrating for you, maybe building up to it by using some mindful movement might be good. So I do that often. Mindful movement is my favorite. So it's when I'm on the mat, I mean, it can be on the mat. It's, it's a little bit better to do something that's sort of mindless, like walking, where you can be really present with the walking. When I get on the mat, my teacher mode goes in. And so I start moving and I start thinking, oh, you know, this student would really like this movement or this would be good for, for Jane's back or this would be good for Steve's neck or, you know, whatever. Um, so it's, it's harder for me to stay in that mindful place on the mat, which is a good practice for me. But a lot of times mat, is, mat work is, is working on my body or it's working on someone else's body in my head. Um, my favorite mindful meditation, mindful movement um, experience was about maybe 15 years ago. I was on a retreat and we went, there was, uh, it was a small group, maybe eight women, maybe not even eight women. And, um, we went on walking meditation and we went to different areas of this, this farm kind of place that we were meditating or we were doing the retreat at and, um, we were supposed to walk and there was a, I don't know, maybe a whistle or a horn or something. The facilitator would blow after whatever it was, 20 minutes or however long we were supposed to walk. And so we didn't have a lot of instruction. It was just, you know, walk mindfully, walk where you are really listening to your body and listening to the sounds around you and, you know, put your heel down and then feel your foot as you roll all the way to your toes and go as slowly as you possibly can and be completely in the moment. So I was in this grove of trees, um, probably, I don't know, 50 yards from the, the house, the lodge, like we were staying at and it was fall and I was walking and my feet were crunching on the leaves and the wind was blowing and I could be in that moment because I could, I was there so completely at the time I was there, body, mind, spirit. I was there with all my senses. I can go back to that moment really easily right now and I can smell it and I can hear it. And then later we were in a pool and I can hear, I can I don't know if I could smell the pool or I could just sense that the pool was right over this little ridge that I was walking. And um, I heard this noise and this big animal was in the woods with me all of a sudden. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was in Kansas. So I was fairly sure whatever it was, was going to be like a dog or, you know, it wasn't going to be a bear or anything like that, anything dangerous or scary. And I was on a farm and there were horses and I thought, well, you know, maybe someone's coming by on horseback or something. And I looked around and there was nothing. And I thought, okay, you know, stay mindful. And I went back to really focusing on my steps and focusing on my breath. And the thing was really close to me. And I was like, well, what is this? And I was trying to not be in fear and just to let it be okay. And as I stepped down, I noticed this scarab beetle walking across the path in front of me. It was a beetle. And I was so present in the moment. 
and I was so tuned in to the little teeny sounds and to the feelings of being there that this beetle sounded like some big bounding dog or maybe even a horse. I was floored. And it was beautiful. It was huge. It was like, I don't know, two inches long, an inch and a half long. It was this iridescent green and purple. It was beautiful. And I just had this moment of awe around it. And very soon after that, the uh, the horn or whatever the sound was that she called us back um, sounded. And so it was time to run back and I or go back. So I came out of my grove and I went into the clearing and I was beside the horse uh, fence. And I looked up and when I looked up, this group of like four or five horses looked up too. And they looked at me and they just started running towards me. And it was this amazing experience and I felt like lit up. I felt really present and really alive. Like, you know, every part of my being was right there. And they came running up and I thought, they want me to say hi. They want to, you know, connect with me. And I, I walked up to the fence and they sort of stood there and looked at me. And then all at once they took off. The th- all four or five of them just turned around and ran away. And it was the most amazing experience. Um, And so, you know, it wasn't sitting in meditation where I had like the voice of God speak to me. And it wasn't, you know, sitting there and having this huge aha moment about my life. It was just being super present in the moment. So if that sounds appealing to you, I really encourage you to do some mindful movement. Um, You know, I can't tell you how far I actually moved during that, whatever it was, 15, 20 minutes. It wasn't terribly far because I was walking very slowly from heel to toe, as slowly as I possibly could. I was listening to my breath. I was in the moment. Um, You know, I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you how far I moved. And that of course was not the point. Um, but I also, I, I teach in the dialectical behavior therapy part of Breathe Online, which is the six-week course that I teach to help mindfully manage your mental health. Um, DBT, we talk about mindful movement a lot and how it can be, um, there's a part of DBT called One Thing Mindfully. And so it's when your emotions are feeling heavy and big. Um, so for me, because I have anxiety and PTSD, it can often come up as fear or it's panic. And so when those feelings are coming up where I'm like, I don't know what to do. This is going wrong. That's going wrong. This is going wrong. And everything feels overwhelming. Doing one thing really mindfully can really help you manage your brain. So it's not going in 50 different directions at hyperspeed all the time. It slows everything down. So for me, um, and one of the examples I use with my students is wash dishes. So you wash dishes by hand. And as you're standing there, you, you know, plant your feet, you make sure your feet are hip width apart and your toes are pointed forward and you feel your body and you feel the warm water on your skin and you smell the soap that you use. And if you are one of those people like me, you know, I love those like lavender dawns or whatever the scented ones are, or the seventh generation has a a lemongrass one that's really, really yummy. I love those scented ones because they help me stay really grounded in the moment and they just make my kitchen smell great. Um, So you are really present with the movement of your hands. I mean, it's that whole, uh, um, karate kid thing, wax on, wax off, which was supposed to teach him of movement, of course, but also it was a mindfulness practice. You know, he's being really mindful about his movement 
and how to do it in a specific way. Same thing with washing dishes. Be really mindful about your movement and how you're touching the dishes and how the dishes feel under your fingers. You know, a glass feels different than a cup, feels different than a piece of pottery, feels different than your silverware. It's different than a knife. And so feeling, you know, the wooden spoon versus the ceramic plate and just noticing all of it together in the moment. Um, and, you know, it can take you 20 minutes to get, you know, 10 dishes done because you're being really quiet and really present and really mindful. It's a really great way to start some mindfulness practice. And what you'll find is as you do those things, um, it becomes easier and easier. And then mindfulness practice creates space and time in your life. People say, oh, I don't have time to do this. I just have to, you know, I need to be listening to my podcast as I'm eating my bagel, as I'm walking to the subway. Otherwise, I don't have time in my life for anything. Um, and what happens? You know, try it out. What happens if instead of doing all that, you unplug for your walk to the subway and you're really mindful about your steps. You don't have to slow down. You can still walk as fast as you were planning on walking, but you're mindful about how your body is moving. You notice your bag on your shoulder. You notice the people around you. You notice the smells around you and the sounds around you. And you're really mindful on that walk to the subway. Or what if when you get to the subway, especially if you're lucky enough to get a seat, you just sit and you breathe and you notice and you listen and you feel this way of the train and you're in that moment. I promise you, if you do that, when you get to work, you can be more present with what you're doing. You'll be more productive with what you're doing. And that's not the reason to be mindfulness, mindful, but it does. It gives you these benefits and these bonuses that people say they don't have time for. And I'm always like, oh, God, if you would just try it, you would see that your brain will be able to process better. It will be able to tackle each thought more completely. Um, it will, you know, you'll just be able to... Be more you, which is always, always a good thing instead of escaping into, you know, whatever it is that you escape into, you'll be able to be more present and be more you. And then that makes you a better worker, a better coworker, a better boss, a better spouse, a better parent, a better best friend. Um, and you'll, you'll be more comfortable in your own skin. So that's, um, that's mindfulness. Um, that's the benefits of mindfulness, some easy one-on-one ways to kind of get into it. And, you know, I'm sort of a big believer in, in doing it on your own. Um, not having a lot of distraction around mindfulness. Having said that, I love to meditate in a group. I have been lucky enough where I've done group meditations in groups of like 800 people and it is electrifying. It is awesome to be in the midst of all that energy. Um, and everyone sort of has this, this, uh, the same purpose and it's, it's just lovely and it makes meditation really fruitful for me. Like I'm able to really settle down into it and get quiet and get empty really fast. And, um, when I am having to observe my thoughts, a lot of times it's not about my own shortcomings or my own failings. I'm listening to what's going on around me. I'm hearing the rustling. I'm hearing someone move or someone cough and then I can come back to my center. But it's, I get away from that beating myself up about meditation, um, which we all do. We all do it. So, um, 
so there's that. Uh, if you have an opportunity to go somewhere for meditation, that might be a really great way for you to start a meditation practice. And there's places all over every place you are, I promise you, there's some sort of meditation for free. Um, if you're in New York City or Chicago, I know there's a bunch of places. There's a great place in Chicago that I don't no, but I know people who go to, and I know the owner called Chill, and it, they have yoga classes, but they also have a lot of meditation classes. It's a great place to go meditate with a group, um, a lot of like-minded folks there, uh, and lots of churches, lots of temples have free meditation. And then the other um, thing I was going to say is I'm not, I don't suggest to a lot of people to do this, but you can also do a ton of guided meditations online. You can go to YouTube and you can have almost anyone. My favorite is Philip Moffat. Um, I'm not sure if he's on YouTube, but he's the person that I consider my meditation teacher. I took a bunch of workshops from him when I was first starting to teach um, and get so getting certified. Uh, Philip Moffat, M-O-F-F-I-T-T, -T, and he's out of California. And um, I, I just love his Dharma talks and what he has to say about mindfulness and also what he, how he teaches when he teaches meditation practice. So, um, and then of course here, you could definitely go back into the archives and most of the meditations that I do are around check-ins. Um, but I do have some other meditations up my sleeve that I've been thinking about. So hopefully next week for Mindful Monday, we'll do an actual meditation. Won't be talking about meditation. Um, and then the other thing that's coming up this week is I was supposed to interview two people last week for, um, to talk about mental health issues and how they manage their mental health mindfully. Uh, and we just, we had a bunch of stuff. Uh, one person, her kid's daycare was closed. And so she wasn't able to be with me when we thought it was going to work out. And the other person just had work stuff pop up and couldn't be here. So hopefully I'm going to get that done this week and get it posted either this week or next week. And then um, we'll do Friday coffee break. I didn't do Friday coffee break last week because we had the big upheaval uh, last week, but we'll do Friday coffee break this week where I answer your questions or talk about an issue that you want to hear me talk about. So if there's anything around delicious food and mindful yoga, um, sorry, other way around mindful food and delicious yoga. I was like, why does that not sound right? Uh, yeah. Mindful food and delicious yoga. If you have any questions around those things that you'd like me to address on Friday, um, either respond here, drop me an email, mel at a yogi kitchen.com. Text me seven, eight, five, seven, six, zero, five, four, one, two. And, uh, real quick, what's coming up. I, I don't mention this stuff enough. And I've had a student and a client say to me, you need to every single time, tell us what's coming up. So we remember, cause we forget. And I know that because I forget when there are people that I love to listen to, or I love to read their blogs. I forget what they have coming up. So I need to hear it a lot. So, um, I need to remember that you need to hear it a lot. So October 7th is Breathe Online. It is the six-week course for mindfully managing your mental health. We spend an entire week on yoga poses, an entire week on DBT skills, an entire week on nutrition. So it's a really great course to give you some more skills and tools. I purposely scheduled it right before the holidays. So we go from October 7th to I think it's November 18th. So we'll end the week before Thanksgiving and hopefully you go into the holidays feeling more grounded, more centered, more skillful, more masterful. So when whoever it is in your family, your mother-in-law, your dirty uncle Joe, your whomever it is, 
um, that you have to deal with during the holidays that just makes you want to rip your hair out. You'll have more skills and tools to do that. And also you'll be able to manage just the busyness of the holidays. You know, even if um, you're not someone who celebrates the big Christian holidays, um, it's still, it, you know, it's parties at work, it's parties with friends, it's the stores are crowded, it's everything, it's all around us. So we all need to be able to manage the holidays well. Um, and also it just gives us, gets us in a really good, grounded, mindful place to end the year really successfully and then be able to start 2019 the way that we want to start it. Because um, how many of us, you know, just want to coast through the end of December. We work really hard making the holidays great. And then we're like, okay, enough, we're done. And you wake up January 1st or January 2nd and you're exhausted from the last six weeks. And so the idea of starting this new year fresh and excited is, you know, that idea goes out the window because you just need to recover from Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, um, so that's the whole idea about doing it right before the holidays. You can go to the website, aoekitchen.com, and click on Breathe Online to sign up or to read more about that. We're also doing a free, and I apologize, I thought I would have information up about that in the community and on the website. We're doing a free challenge in October, October 14th, the 28th. We're doing a self-care challenge. Same idea. Get us kind of geared up for the holidays. Get us... Um, you know, self-care helps us create more space and time and energy in our lives. And so get us geared up for these two months, November and December, that need more energy, that need more, um, more of us, more of us to be present, more of us to run errands, more, you know, more of who we are to, to be the mom, to be the whomever, the, the office cheerleader during the holidays. Um, so that's coming up and you can sign up for that for free. You can just drop me an email or drop me a text and uh, join us for actual challenges. We're going to have not just thinking about self-care, uh, self-love that we did in May was a lot about um, how we feel about ourselves, what we think about ourselves, who we've been in the past. It was a lot of journaling. Self-care is going to be go out and do this thing. It's going to be um, ways to incorporate more self-care in our lives, help us um, just wrap our heads around making self-care a regular part of our lives. And then in November, November 1st, I think through the 14th, we're doing an anti-inflammatory diet challenge. We're going to get our guts in a really good space right before the holidays, because then, you know, we're eating things we, we know we shouldn't. We're eating, we're overindulging in things that we know don't make us feel good. They taste great on our tongues and it's really fun to be with our friends and to indulge, but then later we pay for it. So we want to get our guts in a really good place. We're going to do an anti-inflammatory diet challenge. Um, and also just, you know, being that mindful about your choices early in the month will help the next six weeks help you make better choices, hopefully. Um, and maybe have a taste of that thing that you know isn't great for you or makes you feel not so good, but not overindulge in it. So it's all about mindfulness with our, our food. So that's what's coming up. Again, you can go to yogikitchen.com to read more about Breathe Online um, and what's coming up. 
uh, except for the free challenges. Those I haven't posted yet. I'm going to work on those today. Uh, you can also go to our Mighty Networks community for free. A Mighty, uh, it's a yogi kitchen at Mighty Networks. You can just go to MightyNetworks.com and search for us um, and join in the conversations there. You can always text or email me, mel at a yogi kitchen.com, 785-760-5412. And I'll tell you, if I don't recognize your phone number, a lot of times I don't answer the phone. So please, please, please leave a message and I will get back to you really quickly, usually within just a few hours. All right. I hope you're having a wonderful Monday. I hope you choose a little mindful movement or maybe even sit or lay down in some meditation and just be present with what is with who you are in the moment. That's what it's all about. Have a great Monday. Namaste.